Alright, I'm going to do something aggressively different for now. Uh, instead of using the same old 8-bit rocket music that we've been using, I'm going to take a chance and use something that was actually established, somewhat copyrighted perhaps. John Williams, I summon thee. What does it take for gamers to be Olympians? Voter and Fear the Claw kick off this episode of the Game Nuts podcast by discussing the usual idea of what video games would mean to the Olympics and what factors get in the way. Voter skims some headlines from Microsoft's X10 conference as we move in towards more news. There's more chatting about video game maturity with both Bioware games and Australia in general, and talk of supply shortage for pretty much everything. Please forgive us the bad audio this week, as we've already got a restraining order against Claw, so he doesn't sit so close to the mic in the future. Bear with us this week, please. Lace up your skates and join us on the ice for episode 29 of the Game Nuts podcast. Yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. That's what I woke up with and stuck in my head this week. Wow. I much prefer the music that's on right now. <laughs> Thank you, John Williams. So yes, the opening ceremonies for the 2010 Winter Olympics in Vancouver were last night, and uh, just for something different to talk about, instead of like, well, here's news, here's news, and here's news, we'll get to news later, but uh, let's uh, entertain ourselves with the fantasy of what it would take to make video gaming an Olympic sport, <laughs> and, and what problems lie in the way of it. <laughs> I can think of several. <laughs> What's one of the problems you see? Well, for one... The Olympics oh, have... Order, by the way. Hi. <laughs> oh, and Fear the Claw. Uh, Sticky is, as usual, absent. Yeah, later absent or whatever. I'll show up. Anywho. Um, I lost uh, my train of thought. Oh, Olympics. Olympics, yes. Olympics are uh, typically more of a physical thing, and video gaming is very much not, unless, you know, you're playing a specialized Wii game and such. But, right. uh, yeah, I don't know. That just... I remember a few years ago, I can't remember which which year it was, but they were there was a group that was pushing to have video gaming um, entered as an Olympic sport. Yeah. And the other side of that is, what games do you choose? I mean, there's so many different types. Yeah, there's different types, and I think that the biggest obstacle, honestly, that gets in the way of that is that when you think of it, the hardware that the Olympic Games run on is a human being. And in the span of decades, centuries, that doesn't change, like, at all. Meanwhile, when you look well, at video over, gaming... Well, over, uh... Oh, well, yeah, know, when you look ten, at... Hundreds of thousands of years, it changes. Yes, but when we're looking at, you know, uh, every four years uh, for an Olympic event, it doesn't change. Um, and I think that, you know, with, what is it, something like every five years, technology doubles. Computers get twice as powerful. Is More the general rule of thumb. Yep. And just, uh... uh that would be the main thing getting in the way, because let's say, for instance, it was uh, shooters that were the main event, you know, that that, that were our Olympic event. Uh, this year, what would be a shooter that would be played? Maybe Modern Warfare 2? Yeah, or uh, Halo 3. Halo, uh, the Halo games could probably be pretty a lot standard. Of, a but... lot of competitive gaming is on PC. Yeah. So, I mean, we'd, we'd be looking at that, we'd be looking at PC games, probably the PC version of Modern Warfare 2. Uh, would would be a very strong contender. Maybe Team well, Fortress 2, maybe Left 4 Dead 2. Well, I don't know. MLG usually uh, uses consoles, don't they? Do they? I, uh, I actually have no idea. So maybe If, if you know, right into the show. Yes, please. 
uh, the contact information that I'll be listing with the end if I remember. Um, <laughs> um, the, uh, four years ago, what would it have been if it was a shooter? Um, Counter-Strike Source, maybe? Maybe. I don't know that much on the PC side, so... Eight years ago, it definitely would have been Counter-Strike. Maybe Unreal Tournament 2004? No, that wasn't up at that point. You know, 12 years ago, the point is is that it changes so much. There, there's no way that they could make a game in any genre that would be, this is the game that you're going to play yeah. for centuries in the, at the Olympic event. Because the, the standards... Whereas, whereas uh, bobsledding and figure skating don't really change much from decade to decade. Um, well, uh, luge tracks, for instance, do change. Uh, in fact, uh, during practice runs yesterday, we remember that a Georgian luger uh, died on the track because it was considered, it's considered one of the fastest. He died towards the end of the practice run. Um, but uh, at, at the same time, you know, that sort of thing is factored in, and it's still somewhat comparable. It's sort of this length, whatever you can compare. You can still compare the times between years. Um, certainly with the Summer Olympics, you know, the pole vault, that doesn't change. You know, things like that. These yeah. these things, e even even with the, you know, like a changing bobsled track, that, you know, constructed at a different time every year, it's, it's still going to be able to be compared to each other, whereas you really can't compare a game of Counter-Strike to a game of Modern Warfare 2. Speaking of uh, bobsledding and video games, did you see that they have a uh, Jamaican bobsled team game for the Wii? I did see that. <laughs> it, and surprisingly, it is not licensed by Disney and Cool Runnings. <laughs> there is no digital representation of John Candy in this game. Aww. Or Dougie Doug. Yeah. It's, uh... No, just the, the idea of gaming as an Olympic sport is always tantalizing, uh, especially when you see yeah. some of the other stuff that's included in the Olympics. It would make, it would make a very good winter sport... It would, since yeah. you know, it would definitely be in the Winter Olympics. <laughs> since the, there's no way I'm getting behind video gaming as a summer Olympic sport, because you know you should be outside. Stinking kids, go play in the lawn. And it's great as a winter sport because then you can have the the side events along with the gaming one that's um, Dorito munching <laughs> and Mountain Dew chugging. Actually, that's true. Caffeine would be a performance enhancing drug. What would be the ruling on that? <laughs> oh, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Like Red Bulls and uh, you know stuff like that. What what would they do about that? Would, would, that would be they banned? ban them or yeah. would they be like ultimate sponsorships? <laughs> you know what? Here's what here's what they would do. Coca-Cola is an official sponsor, but they, they can't touch that event. <laughs> I was gonna say they would allow them to drink these highly caffeinated drinks, but they'd have to wait in a room for two hours, and they wouldn't be allowed to take bathroom breaks. <laughs> so then you know there's a nice even handicap there. So it's either the bathroom break thing, or actually you have them, you know, it's like, okay, drink, drink, and then not touching uh, something for a couple hours before the event, so you hit them when the caffeine crash starts. <laughs> and what about controller standardization? I mean, I know MLG allows certain custom controllers to be used. Right. Um, or like those uh, special, I can't remember, the, the uh, Game Freaks, I think it's called, the uh, add-ons to the joysticks. For yeah. driving and first-person shooter games. Yeah, and it's uh, and even above that, like what platform would it be on? Would they use PC, which honestly is probably the like what we would see as the most stable throughout. Even though it is evolving rapidly, it's not like an Xbox 360 where you know 
ten years from now, they wouldn't be using an Xbox 360. It'd be like if they started uh, Olympic Gaming in 98, and nowadays we're still using a PS1. I I'm just picturing an Olympic event playing on an Xbox 360, and about halfway through the match, somebody's Xbox Somebody Red, Red Rings. Somebody's Red Rings. It's sort of like at the LAN party, it's like, let's play the reformat game. <laughs> and it's, there a lot of genres, there's not a standard game to play. It's sort of going back, uh, you know, when, when we were doing the LAN party uh, stuff up at uh, SUNY IT, you know, we're planning for it again this year, but, you know, a few years ago, it was obvious what we would do. We would do Counter-Strike, we would, we would do Unreal Tournament. There's no real standard game for any genre anymore. Yeah, and you just listed off two first-person shooters. I mean, there are... Yeah, oh, yeah. An almost infinite number of other genres out yeah, there. Yeah, uh, I used to be StarCraft a lot. For yeah, I was, the, gonna, uh, I was just about to say, real-time real strategy, strategy games. But now there's only like two people that ever play that at the land. They always say, <laughs> let's do StarCraft, and we always punch them in the face. Uh, we, I think we're going to be trying uh, Age of Empires 2 this year. Racing. <laughs> would you go for a realistic racer, an arcade racer? Yeah. You know, would you go for Gran Turismo or Mario Kart? You know, Yeah, what? you know, Ridge Racer or Forza. So, it's, yeah, they're, they're, it... it as an abstract idea, it's really cool to think about, but once you start getting yeah. to the nitty-gritty, the nuts and bolts, it sort of falls apart. On one hand, it would be nice for these competitive gamers to get some, we'll say, worldwide recognition, but on the other hand, I don't think that that's great for them. I don't think that's so great for society as a whole. It's like, because, you know, it's bad enough. Ice dancing is an official competition. Yes, yes, it is, and you know what, it, as soon as one of those uh, ice dancers breaks a leg, they got nothing to fall back on. Video gamers are even worse, because they don't do anything physical. <laughs> uh, um, and I was totally going to say one more thing, but I guess it wasn't all that important, so. That's the entertaining thought for this week. Yes. Uh, I guess, at this point, we'll move on to news, um... Uh, you got anything interesting to talk about? Well, if you want interesting to talk about, um, you know how they've been making all these custom Monopoly games? I believe it started with Star Wars Monopoly in the oh, early it's, it 90s. Oh, it started way earlier than that, but yeah. It's really? Well, what came before Star Wars Monopoly? Like, uh, licensed Monopoly games? I'm not positive, but I have a hard time believing that Star Wars was the first. Star Wars is the first licensed Monopoly game that I remember. Okay. And then they have Disney Monopoly, Simpsons Monopoly, and Yankees Monopoly, Make stuff like that. Make your own Monopoly. Yeah, well, that's not, that's not an official Monopoly game, so Still. that doesn't really count. Um, and then it just kind of descended into madness, where they've got... You know, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror Monopoly, and, uh... Get to the point. <laughs> yeah. I know what point you're getting to. <laughs> the point I'm getting to is... Well, I'll give my opinion on this in a moment, but the news one coming out is Resident Evil Monopoly. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Nintendo Monopoly. No, that's been out for a long time. Has it? Okay, my bad. <laughs> I, I think that takes that just takes it a little bit too far. Um, I don't know. I mean, if they're already doing specific TV franchises, may as well do specific but game franchises. But they shouldn't do specific TV sh franchises. Well, why not? The point is, I mean, there's only so many how ways many... you can release the original Monopoly. Yes, and how many versions of Monopoly do you need? I already have probably about four or five different Monopolies I that Star... I don't play. I have Star Wars and I might get more. The thing is, is that I, I would never play original Monopoly. I have Star Wars Monopoly because I enjoy it. There's some people yeah. who are going to see Resident Evil Monopoly and be like, oh my god, that's amazing. 
There's some people who would be like, Very oh my god, Halo Monopoly? Yes. See, I I don't have a problem with Star Wars, Star Wars Mass Monopoly. Monopoly. Uh, Mass Effectopoly. I, I don't I don't have a problem with Star pardon me, Star Wars or Simpsons or, you know, like baseball, football teams, whatever. Because those are American standards just like Monopoly. But once we start getting into like even the Nintendo Monopoly I'm a little eh about You're just getting elitist. I mean if you're gonna let, you know, like an NFL team monopoly uh, get in there. Why not? Uh, you know, let in a specific. You know, well, maybe specific. not an NFL team monopoly, but an NFL monopoly, eh. or an MLB monopoly, an MLG monopoly. Uh, you beat me to it. <laughs> you beat me to it. Well played, friend. Okay, what have you got? Um, let's see here. Uh, Microsoft X10 was this week. I didn't look at too many details on what that. What is X10? I kept on seeing that all um, over the place. X10 is. Um, I'm guessing it stands for Xbox 2010. Well, yeah. Um, it's basically, it was a one-day Microsoft press conference where they're saying, this year is going to be the best year ever for Xbox, uh, which they say every year. Uh, but a fair amount of it looks good. It, it um, would be v very bad marketing if they didn't. I didn't look into too many details. Um, what I did instead, uh, I grabbed the headlines off of Kotaku. Um, if we want to talk about any of these, uh, I'll read through some of the more interesting headlines that came up. Um, Alan Wake, which uh, was announced at last E3, was well. Let, let's be fair; it was announced about ten E3s ago. Well, as saying, "Hey, it's actually going to happen." Uh, <laughs> it's slated for uh, May 18th. Um, let's see here. Um, that was hyperbole, the by the way. I know it wasn't actually ten. The 360 uh, uh, is getting a Final Fantasy 13 bundle, which will be nice. Yes, with a 250 gig hard drive. Mm -hmm. uh, Microsoft. Well, that's basically what bundles are going with now. Yeah, and Microsoft said they have no plans of releasing a 250 gig hard drive outside of a bundle, which kind of sucks. But well, well, I mean, it it sort of works because if you want to get that, you're gonna get it in the bundle, and then they can look like, look how awesome our, bu uh, awesome our bundles are selling. Um, but I want one, and I don't want to buy a Ooh, new one uh, with Left a bundle. Left 4 Dead 2 map uh, a campaign called The Passing is coming out, which actually uh, combines it with characters from Left 4 Dead 1 as a crossover, which has sort of been promised by Valve for a while, ever since you know people were complaining, hey, you're ignoring Alfred one over Alfred E2. Well, yeah, the generally uh, EA ignores Madden 08 for Madden 09, and well, Madden 09 for Madden 10, and... Well, Valve is well known for paying attention to its fans like that. It's not the same sort of thing. They don't generally do that. Of course, there's still people complaining that we haven't gotten Half-Life 2 Episode 3 yet. Uh, me, one of them. Yeah. Um, let's see, Crackdown 2, uh, Halo Reach multiplayer beta is going to start uh, early May. Yeah, um, so what do we, What do you know? You probably know more about Halo Reach than I do. Um, they said that it's going to be a more human-driven story, um, you know, a which is hopeful to me. I mean, uh, sort of Halo Wars story was rather human-driven as well, uh, and that rather excites me because I like seeing that sort of thing instead of just, you know, I like Master Chief, don't get me wrong, but there's only so many times I can see him go kick alien ass before I'm like, okay, now what you got. Okay, so no Master Chief then. Right. There's going to be Spartans, no Master Chief, unless okay. you like cameo somewhere. Um, let's see, Fable 3 uh, is being talked about. Um... Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Looking really quick. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, this that's, that's basically and perfect, yeah, perfect dark. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, that's that's was supposed to come out before the holidays, and they've been, just they've been pushing it back. They're putting more like maps and weapons into it. So that's that's really cool. That makes me very hopeful. And it's got an eight hundred point, which is a ten dollar price 
yes. point that yeah, uh, is unintentionally redundant. Yes. Which, 800 point price point. I would have paid 15 maybe even $20 for that. So it's nice to know that they're releasing it as a budgeted title. Because mm-hmm. maybe more people will get it. I'll get That's it for strange. the I would have thought that they would have released it at 15 10 for the game plus 5 Me for the too. expansion pack. Well, and <laughs> uh, Banjo-Kazooie released for 15 Okay. So it's... And... Perfect Dark is arguably a higher-profile game. Yeah. But, uh, hey, it works for me. I would buy it for the multiplayer alone. Um, I, I don't, I I'm not really looking forward to having to unlock everything again. I hope there is some way that I can just, you know, buy, buy and unlock everything code, because I've already... I'm still unlocking stuff in the original N64 game. Uh, let's see, the other thing that I've, a couple other things that I've got, um, again, thanks to Kotaku for all those headlines that I didn't have the time to really look through and see what was going on with X-10. Um, just, just as a future disclaimer, we typically get our news articles from Joystick and Kotaku, so, um, we're not coming up with these on our own, we're not journalists, we're just looking at what other journalists have written and reporting them to you. Yeah, I, I, I try to do original research, but it doesn't always happen. <laughs> Um, let's see, uh, Peter Molyneux was talking more about Metal and how it'll revolutionize control schemes the same way that the mouse did for the computer. I don't know about that, Peter. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> every, time uh, he open, very... every time he opens his mouth, I imagine there's a team of people just going, Shut up! <laughs> I, I, I have a very wait-and-see approach to Natal just because it is so unique. I mean, it's not like any other type of motion control that they've released yet, mm-hmm. so... So, I, I'm, I'm excited for it, but we'll I mean, we'll Sony's is basically a Wiimote with Wii Motion Plus built in. And a... And a more... Powerful well, system. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, and then, uh, some people on the Bioware forums were accusing Bioware of self-censorship. A lot of the romance scenes in Mass Effect 2 are tamer. They aren't as, uh, you know, they don't show as much skin. Oh, for goodness sake. Um, <laughs> QA story team leader No, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> okay, are you, are you going along with continuing with this story? Uh, I am. I'm, okay. I'm posting okay. Bioware's response to it. Okay, go, go for it. Um, I gotta said, do this. They said, and I quote, Let me tell you folks that as a developer full of mature individuals, we are also free to not have explicit sex and or nudity in our games, no matter what you, Fox News, the government, or Bunky the Wonder Clown has to say about it. (laughs) We have never considered it a problem. It is simply a choice we have made, and we have every right to make that choice. It is not your job to dictate what content we include or don't include in our games. Game development is not a collaborative effort between developers and gamers. It's a dictatorship where we alone determine what content goes into our game. Wow, that's pretty uh, ballsy for Bioware. And that's... but may I just say, yes. I, I... Thank you for calling out these people who are whining because they didn't see as much side boob as they wanted. To. Yeah, seriously. It, if you really want pornography on your uh, video game system. Uh, get a PS3 and go on the internet. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so ridiculous. I've heard... I heard a letter from somebody else who complained about the... Or, you know what? Get it on PC and wait for someone to make a nude pet for Miranda. Because you know they're gonna. Or just get on your PC and go to porn sites. <laughs> yeah. I'm not condoning this for those under 18. However... I mean, this is video games. This is, you know, story-driven video games. Emotion- that are, you're supposed to have an emotional attachment to the characters and all of this, 
fantastic, mm -hmm. groundbreaking stuff for video games. Yeah, I mean, like... And, why, do, why do we always have to have the idiots who cheapen it? Well, actually, I, I saw something interesting in that, in general, for the female Shepherd, uh, the uh, romance scenes are generally more emotional. Whereas for the male, they're more... Uh, a little more bouncy sexual. Bouncy. Yeah, a little more bouncy, bouncy, a little more sexual in content. And I'm wondering if that's sort of pandering to demographic, which I'm sort of glad that I played through as a female shepherd because I'm the one that cares about that emotional attachment to the characters. Yeah. You know, I, that's I, what I it's had a romance. About. Yeah, I had a romance with someone in the first game and purposely didn't have one in the second game because I had the characters still being faithful to the first one, even though they didn't really feature too much in the game. Yeah, it's, it's so ridiculous. I am neither one way nor the other about this whole. You know, it, it, it's not sex scenes for sex scenes' sake. They are part of the. They are part yeah. of a story. I they mean, are like part they, of a they progression. Could be, they could be left out, but I mean, honestly, any movie that you would see like this, there would be, you know, right before the big mission, there's the big world weary captain, and, uh, you know, his favorite uh, lieutenant, hot chick, comes up to him, and there's the whole tomorrow we may die, so let us enjoy ourselves tonight sort of scene. You see that a lot in movies, and yes. that's what they want to include here. And they, yeah. they do that all the time. That's the Old Republic, Jade Empire. And yeah, they do uh, push things, because there's, you know, uh, lesbian possibilities. There's uh, There was a, an example for a three-way in uh, Jade Empire, if you played your cards right. Uh, so yeah, they do sort of push it, but it's not something where they feel the need to always do so. Yeah, it it's... The game is not just about that. Yeah, I mean, on a... Honestly, uh, if you go up to the uh, doctor character as you're uh, engaged in a romance with an alien, he's like, oh, well, I'm going to forward you some tips on this, what positions are comfortable, <laughs> and by the way, that one, uh, since your chemistries are so different, don't <clears throat> ingest. <laughs> they still push boundaries, it's just you don't see I think we're scary. starting to push a few boundaries. Yeah. Um, I, so, think, I, I think this uh, podcast needs an R18 plus rating in Australia. <laughs> Which, now, that's what I was going to say about the Olympic thing, is that you have to be careful not to play like Left 4 Dead 2, because then Australians can't play. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank, thank you, by the way, for completely derailing my segue. <laughs> Podcast needs a rating. Uh, basically, um, I, I hate you. I lost my train of thought. There, uh, two more retailers in Australia are backing the R18 Plus rating. Um... Basically, uh, their agreement is to treat um, R18 Plus rated games kind of like you would the back room of your independent video store, mm. which is an archaic concept, but you know where I'm going with this. Right. Basically, they'd be in a separate room, they'd be out of reach of children, and this is their, you know, th this is like, this is what we are agreeing to do if you let us have these games to sell. Yeah. Which... Sometimes I kind of wish we'd do in this country, so you know we don't have the so you the, don't the have the ignorant the, parents walking up with you know or Dante's Inferno or oh, any yeah. of these other. I'm, oh, I'm just imagining someone six year old just grabbing Dante's Inferno off the shelf and saying, "Look, it's a shiny box. I want it." <laughs> it is a shiny box, actually. Someone complained. It's that a shiny box with boobage in it. Yes, um, they actually uh, EA uh, with that. Infinity Edition box. You uh, said box. I'm gonna punch you. Um, <laughs> like put like you know there's little stickers on it to keep everything all together, but it's like peels off the foil. It's like yeah, great oh, job. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that, that makes the Divinity Edition very popular. With it's well, gonna be ruined. There is an alternative to that. Take a knife and cut. 
Yeah, but then you still have this little piece of plastic sitting. But on you don't top ruin of the foil. The summit, yeah. It was a stupid design, but there are ways around it. Yeah, but it still looks bad. Yeah, so. it does. <laughs> All right. Um, I think I covered everything I wanted. You got anything else? A uh, couple of little things. Uh, PS3 supply is apparently going to be tight over the coming months. It's like 2000, what, five all over again. Yeah, uh, we <laughs> haven't had a Wii anything in stock since Christmas. I know, and PS3s are short now, and I actually, Wire- when I wireless got... Wireless adapters for the 360 are short. When I got my PS3 uh, shortly after Christmas, it was hard to find one, because they'd been selling out all over the place, which I didn't expect. I thought, you know... like hotcakes. Yeah. Um, I guess it is kind of like a second launch of the systems, because you can't find them anywhere. Yeah, it's it's the mid-cycle, uh, everyone's... Now they're affordable, so everyone's getting one. Yeah. But, uh, what interests me about that is, has completely left my brain. (laughs) It's cool. Onward. (laughs) Well, no, these... The shortages are happening after the holidays. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like... like oh, everyone got enough for the holidays, but then everyone forgot, hey, people got money and gift cards and stuff and want to spend it. Exactly. I mean, that and, was... And especially right now, uh, we're looking at people getting their tax returns back and spending that. Like, we've had a good boost in sales from that. Uh, at least we've tried to have a good boost in sales, but unfortunately we're having trouble getting the systems, yeah, too. Yeah, well, at least games have been selling well. So yeah. I had, I had someone come in, they had just gotten a 360 from somewhere else. They came in and got like 250 bucks worth of like games and controllers yesterday. I'm like, well, thank you very much, good sir. That's a Game Nuts in Canastota on Route 5. Yes. <laughs> uh, 875-5151. Um, uh, yeah, got someone else that hooked on Mass Effect 2, I think, so I'm, I'm happy. As I, well. I, I am trying not to get hooked on Mass Effect 2, because as anybody who's looked at my blog would know, I have a huge backlog of games that I really need to uh, Your shelf of shame down. that is not on a shelf. Yes. I it's keep your on. non-shelf of shame, which is even shamier. It's a folder of shame, but that doesn't really sound quite as good. Fold under pressure. Uh, let's see. Uh, the only other thing I got on here is, of course, um... A while back, I was talking about Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars for the DS and how fantastic a game it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, hasn't been selling well on the DS. It's been selling worse on the PSP. And I found out it's also available on the uh, iTunes App Store. Um, right now, I'm not sure how much longer. Uh, it just says this weekend, but it's 30% off. So you can potentially get a mostly brand new Grand Theft Auto game on your iPhone or iPod Touch for, I think it's $7, dollars six ninety-nine. You should do so, and uh, let us know how it is. I should, but I'd rather spend money on other things, because I already have it on DS. <laughs> Although, I would be curious to find out how they do a lot of the functionality, because there are a lot of touch-based games and, you know, touch-based things in Chinatown Wars that work great on the DS, but it still has basic D-pad controls for moving around. Okay. Of course, the iPhone and iPod Touches don't have D-pads. Yeah, so they, they usually have to make a virtual D-pad. Yeah, so I'm, so. I'm kind of curious how that works. I might try it. All right. Well, this has been the Game Notes Podcast. Uh, if you have any comments on anything that we've said, I think we asked for feedback on one thing or another earlier on. I forget what that was. Um... Something that we weren't sure about if they know. I <laughs> yeah. can't remember what it was. Yeah. You know, so you if, have if the you benefit have of rewinding it. that or anything else, go ahead and uh, drop us a line at the uh, main blog spot. That's uh, gamenutspodcast.blogspot.com. 
or go ahead and send us an email, gamenutspodcast at gmail.com. I try to check that roughly once a week. I don't always get to it. Um, I check the uh, uh, blogger account more, so go ahead and leave comments there. Ignore the spam we're getting from random Chinese characters that I need to delete. And uh, we will see you next week. Wait, wait, wait. The writing characters are Chinese or the people writing them are? Um, the first and I'm assuming the second. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that the bots writing them are. No, I mean the people who are writing them are characters. This is Boater signing out. Fear the claw saying good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs>